0: Welcome to the Super Fantasy Football Podcast, where the athletes become your heroes. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Super Fantasy Football Podcast. Once again, I'm just alone this week. Clinton again couldn't make it unfortunately, but that's alright. We will push on ahead without him. Um, just want to start off maybe with some news and notes as we wrap up week 1 of the regular season, moving on to week 2. Feeling pretty good about my team after week 1. I don't know how, how everybody else is feeling, but I feel pretty good. Feel pretty confident. And we'll move on to week 2 starting with some news and notes from the past week. Raheem Mostert is out for the season. It's very unfortunate. He only got two carries in that game before he went down with yet another knee injury. I guess it's just par for the course now, though, which is very, very sad for him. Josh Jacobs is currently sidelined with a toe injury um, after he played on Sunday. I'd imagine he plays this Sunday. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't after dealing with it last week and then playing. Brandon Ayuk was kind of a surprise last week as he moved down on the depth chart and there hasn't been any words really that he has surpassed the people that jumped him. So I'm not really sure how you can play Ayuk with confidence this week. Maybe it's just a wait and see situation. Um, Odell Beckham will not be playing again this Sunday as he continues to, you know, deal with his injuries and maybe even Coach decision stuff, who knows at this point. Uh, Moving on, Saquon is currently questionable for today's matchup against uh, the Washington football team. I'd imagine he plays, though. We'll find out here soon enough. And then Jerry Judy, unfortunately, what looked like an even worse injury, ends up being a high ankle sprain. You can expect probably six to eight weeks for that one, which is unfortunate because he was having a good game and was definitely going to have an impressive season. That's all the news and notes, though. And We'll kind of move on into just a quick league note that I wanted to bring up that I already posted in the chat, and that is that the divisions will not be used to determine playoff status. So the six best records will make the playoffs regardless of division standings, Uh, The divisions are still for determining the small division payout that I mentioned in the preseason particulars uh, prior to us getting started this year. Um, But there is just not a way to make Sleeper represent the actual standing settings that I'm trying to go for. So each week I'll have to update the official standings in an Excel spreadsheet and post it in the chat. Um, It'll be determined by winning percentage, and the second subcategory that it sorts by is points for. So you'll be able to see that, and we will just go by those official standings that I post each week until the end of the regular season when I can manually edit playoff teams and matchups to reflect those official standings. So just keep an eye out for that, because in Sleeper it is going to show playoff matchups and playoff Uh, participants uh, based on who's winning the division, such as a heads up, that that's not actually how it's going to be. All right, we will jump into the matchup recaps. We will go through some heroes and some players who played the villain this week, and really ultimately how they helped determine each matchup. So we'll start with mine first. Matchup 1, Silver Surfer versus The Thing. Um, I started off the year with a victory 134.44 to 82.42. Really just a poor showing by The Thing's team. Matthew Stafford and his sidekick Cooper Cup uh, led my team in point totals. And Darren Waller played the hero role as well um, with a great performance on Monday night. As for The Thing... Really had villains all around Saquon, James Robinson, um, and the supreme villain Aaron Rodgers last week. And I did predict this matchup correctly. Um, matchup two, we had M. Cioni versus McCarry Me. And I want you to change your name back to Professor X's and O's because I thought that one was too good. Uh, but McCarry Me comes away with a narrow 6.04 point victory, 122 to 115.94. And he was led by the most heroic of heroes, Christian McCaffrey, who ends up RB1 on the week. And on the other side of the ball, we had the villain role played by another Packer whose team was pretty much all villains this week, tight end Robert Tunyon. I think ended up with just one catch. And I also want to mention Mr. Mr. Sione himself as a villain by default here because he selected Dalvin Cook- Number one overall in the draft this year, and that decision alone cost in the matchup as CMC went second overall to McCarry Me, who outscored Dalvin Cook by seven. So, pretty much determined uh, this one. I also predicted this matchup correctly. Team Luis went against maximum effort this week, and this was the closest m- matchup of the week as Luis pulled out the victory 151.54 to 150.96, so less than a point's worth of difference there. David Montgomery, D-Hop, and Adam Thielen, and TJ Hawkinson all played the hero this week for Luis. And as for Clinton, it kind of sucks I have to choose a villain um, after such a high point total, but unfortunately it was Najee Harris, who I'm not really worried about going into the rest of the season as he played every single offensive snap for the Steelers, and he should have a lot better games ahead of him. Uh, I also predicted this matchup correctly. Moving on, matchup four, Juicy Mango played Michael Scott's Paper Company, and Michael Scott Paper Company started off with a win. As a result, um, Juicy Mango's championship hangover has officially begun. The final on this one was 117.78 to 107.76, so again, a really close one, a victory of just 10 points. Uh, but Michael Scott Paper Company was led to victory by his favorite player to own in fantasy and his hero for this week, Patrick Mahomes, while Juicy Mango um, had kind of co-villains between Matt Ryan and Raheem, Raheem Mostert's knee, really, specifically. Raheem Mostert, once again, just two carries, and he's now out for the season. I predicted this matchup correctly as well, and that moves us on to matchup 5 uh the brother versus brother matchup delta variant versus black panther uh delta variant gets the win 139.98 to 129.46 after um black panther just needed 10 points from mark andrews um or 10 more points from mark andrews monday night he needed 13 total only got 3 unfortunately so mark andrews plays the villain as well as Marquez Calloway for Black Panther. And despite the villainous attempt by Brandon Ayuk and his overlord, Lion McLeiball's Kyle Shanahan, Amari Cooper and Joe Mixon were the mightiest heroes for a Delta variant. Uh, moving on to the final matchup. Oh, I predicted that matchup correctly as well, by the way. And moving on to the final matchup, Hoan versus versus Snitches Get Witches. Snitches Get Witches gets his first win. Um, in his first matchup in the league, 147.02 to 133.86. Impressive scores um, by both players here. Zach Prescott, Debo Samuel, and Rob Gronkowski. All sn- heroes for Snitches Get Wishes, whereas Hohan Hariyama's, despite the heroic performances by Tyreek Hill and Kyler Murray, um, were outnumbered by the villainous band of Mike Evans, Russell Gage, and A.J. Gillen. So, unfortunately, this was my only matchup I predicted incorrectly this week, and I blame the Ravens' strength and conditioning coaches as I made this prediction based off the status of Gus Edwards, who unfortunately went down with an ACL tear along with the rest of the running back room of the Ravens at this point. Um, And I do believe had he been healthy and playing i do believe and hiyamas would have came away with the victory in this one anyways that covers the matchup recaps from last week and we'll get started on the uh, matchups for this week's and the predictions go ahead and bust out the battle sound here And we'll start with my matchup once again. I'm going up against Juicy Mango this week, who's trying to bounce back, get his first win of his title defense season. He's going to a new quarterback after Matt Ryan disappointed him. Um, he's going with Jared Goff. And then he's got Nick Chubb at running back as well as Josh Jacobs. And there's two wide receivers, Alan Robinson and Robert Woods. Logan Thomas is his tight end. Marquise Brown and Mike Williams are his flex plays as he goes for wide receiver. And we've got Ryan Suckup and the Broncos defense. I'm starting Matt Stafford, Jonathan Taylor, at running back with Javante Williams. My wide receivers are Calvin Ridley and Cooper Cup. Tight end Taryn Waller. My flex plays are Deontay Johnson and LaVisca Chenault. And then I've got Robbie Gould and the Cardinals defense, as the Cardinals defense is the only lineup change that I'm making this week Uh, so he's so juicy mangoes relying on Jared Goff to kind of come to the rescue here can he I don't really think so Um, but there's a chance and there's also uncertainty around Josh Jacobs and his toe injury as well as the matchup that Jacobs gets this week in Pittsburgh uh with all that taken into account, I'm taking my team. As I expect, a big week from Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup again. Uh, but more importantly, I believe in Calvin Ridley and Deontay Johnson and that they will have bounce back weeks. Moving on to the second matchup, we've got Team Luis against McCarey me. Team Luis is starting Justin Herbert at quarterback, Alvin Kamara and David Montgomery at running back. D Hop and Adam Thielen at wide receiver, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Jamar Chase and Jarvis Landry at flex, and then he's got Sanders and the Washington Football Team's defense. McCarry, me, is going with Lamar Jackson, at quarterback, Christian McCaffrey and Clyde Edwards-Helaire, at running back, Kenny Galladay and T. Higgins at wide receiver, George Kittle at tight end, and Miles Gaskin and Christian Kirk in his flex, and then Justin Tucker and the Buccaneers' defense. Uh, there's big point total projections here. Uh, I'm going to go with Team Luis for the second week in a row. I like his wide receiver options better. And I also like his QB situation better with Herbert going up against the Cowboys. Whereas Lamar gets Kansas City. And while Lamar should have a decent game, I don't think he's going to put up eye-popping numbers. He never really does against Kansas City. Uh, So that's why I'm taking Luis this week. Going on to the third matchup, we've got Team Mcione against Maximum Effort. Team Mcione is starting Josh Allen. At quarterback, his running backs are Dalvin Cook and Miles Sanders. Wide receivers are Juju Smith-Schuster and DJ Moore. Robert Tunyon is his tight end. And his flex plays are Jalen Waddell and Justin Jefferson. And he's got Crosby and the 49ers defense. On the other side of the ball, maximum efforts starting Russell Wilson at quarterback. Damien Harris and Najee Harris at running back. Chris Godwin and CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver. Travis Kelsey at tight end. And currently his only... Healthy flex play is Devontae Smith. I'd imagine he fills that in with maybe Jamal Williams, but also could be Jacoby Myers. Um, His kicker is Jason Myers, and his defense is the Chargers. Uh, This is an important game for both these guys. One of them will start 0-2, which is not how you want to start out the season. And this one's a tough pick because I'm not really sold on either team's lineup configurations. There's changes I'd make... Um, on both sides. Ultimately, though, I'll go with the guy that scored one hundred fifty over 150 points last week in maximum effort with the expectation that CeeDee Lamb and Chris Godwin put up big numbers in their plus matchups. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got The Thing versus Michael Scott Paper Company. The Thing is starting Aaron Rodgers at quarterback again. Despite the poor performance last week, I don't think that's a bad call. He's going up against Detroit. He should have a bounce-back game. He always does when he puts up a poor performance. His running backs are James Robinson and Mike Davis. Terry McLaurin and Stephon Diggs are his wide receivers. Gerald Everett is his tight end. And then his flex plays are Tyler Boyd and Brandon Cooks. He's got Tyler Bass and the Ravens' defense. Other side of the ball... Michael Scott Paper Company is playing Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Aaron Jones and Chris Carson at running back, Tyler Lockett and Michael Pittman at wide receiver, Dallas Goddard at tight end. His flex plays are DJ Chark and Cortland Sutton. Young Hoku is his kicker. And the Browns' defense—it's predicted to be a pretty lopsided win by Michael Scott Paper Company. I understand the move away from Saquon Barkley for the thing. I don't really understand with going with someone like Tyler Boyd. I just don't. I don't know how many more points you can expect from someone like Tyler Boyd. Um, Maybe go with Kenyon Drake, but I don't know how many more points you can expect from him either as he gets the Pittsburgh's defense. Uh, On the other side of the ball, it's not the most impressive lineup, but there's a lot more plus matchups all around for Michael Scott, Paper Company this week. So I'm going to take him um, with confidence this week that he'll pull out the victory. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got Delta Variant versus Snitches Get Witches. And Delta Variant is starting Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, Ezekiel Elliott, and Joe Mixon at running back. His wide receivers are Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen. Tyler Higbee is his tight end, and his flex plays are Chase Claypool and Daryl Henderson, Greg Zerloin and the Packers defense. Citrus Get Witches has Dak Prescott at quarterback, Austin Eckler and Leonard Fournette at running back, Devontae Adams and Julio Jones at wide receiver, Rob Kronkowski in the tight end spot, and Debo Samuel and... Chase Edmonds hold on the flex positions, and he's got Butker and the Rams' defense rounding out his lineup there. To me, I looked at this matchup, and there was one factor that really came down to me deciding it, and that was whether or not I thought Elliott would put up noticeable fantasy points this week. Noticeable in either direction, really. I thought if he had, you know, noticeably bad performance, it would probably go snitches get witches' way, And if you had a notice a good performance, you know, 22-plus points, I thought it would probably go Delta Variance way. I really don't know what to think about Zeke this year. He only had 11 carries Week 1, and you know you could contribute that to Tampa taking away the run very effectively. But I also just don't know if that's just the team that the Cowboys want to be this year. Maybe it's just the Cowboys' identity to be a a high-volume passing team. Uh, I'm not really convinced that they really want to run the ball that much. So this will be a pretty telling week. Given that that's the way that I feel, I don't expect huge rushing numbers from Zeke. Not only this week, but really any week throughout the regular season. I do expect him to have a decent game, though, 15 to 16 points. If he scores more than one touchdown, it could be higher than that. Um, But because that's the way that I feel, I'm going to give the slight edge to snitches get witches this week. Moving on to the final matchup of Week 2, we've got Hohan Hariyamas going up against Black Panther. For Hariyamas, we've got Kyler Murray at quarterback, Antonio Gibson, and James Conner at running back, Tyree Kill and Mike Evans at wide receiver, Noah Fant at tight end, and his flex plays are Russell Gage and Robbie Anderson. And he's got Matt Prater and the Steelers' defense. Black Panther starting Tom Brady at quarterback, Derek Henry and Kareem Hunt at, at running back. His wide receivers are D.K. Metcalf and A.J. Brown. And then we've got his tight end of Mark Andrews and his flex plays of Elijah Mitchell and Will Fuller. He's got Matt Gay in the Patriots defense to finalize his lineup there. Owen Haruyama smoked me last week. as He was my only pick to not win his matchup. But I'll double up with him this week. Kyler Murray, he's a fantasy Christmas gift every week. Tyree Kill should have another big game and an important matchup for the Chiefs, and I do want to make it known though my thought that Russell Gage should be moved on from. I think you should find someone else. Um, Russell Gage has had opportunity in the past, and he still hasn't shown much, other than a few flashes here and there. I think you can find someone a lot safer, especially given the state of the Falcons in general. On this side of the ball, though, uh, Black Panthers relying on. Henry and Andrews to have bounce back games. And then the newly acquired Elijah Mitchell, who I still don't really know if you can believe that he'll actually be the lead back. I wouldn't put put it past Kyle Shanahan um, to switch it up on us again and just ride Sermon this game. And Sermon ends up being the highest scoring running back of the week. I just would not put it past Kyle Shanahan to actually do that. So I am going to go with Hohen Hariyamas to get his first win uh, while I expect uh, Black Panther to fall to 0-2. That covers it for all of the matchups this week and all the matchup recaps from last week. If anybody has any questions, go ahead and shoot me a message. should be a great week, too, as we get started this Thursday night. Uh, Good luck on your matchups, and don't forget to change your starting lineups. And good luck, everyone. See ya.